What's happening, folks? Welcome back to Dorm Room Sports with Chris and Chris. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It is time to go to class. I'm Chris, a.k.a. Mr. Opinionated. With me, I have Chris, a.k.a. The Almanac. We're going to bring you college sports as only we know how. Almanac, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, man. Doing great. Just finished watching my Cavaliers take care of the Raptors and seeing one of the greatest game-winning shots I've ever seen. I've never seen a one-handed game-winning shot off of one foot ever in my life. So I'm doing really good, man. How about yourself, buddy? Well, I'm going to tell you, I watched 96% of that game. And somehow in the last 90 seconds, I fell asleep. I, I lost <laughs> it on the couch. I was, I was sitting there watching the game. Knowing we were going to go live and record after. I'm watching the game and I'm watching, you know, the Raptors come back and it was just a great game. And next thing I knew, I woke up and the news was on and I said, I don't know what just happened. So I had to go. I didn't get to see it live. I've not watched it on replay probably a dozen times and it looked pretty amazing. I can't believe I missed it. I'm sick. I'm sick right uh, now. Well, hey, thank thank God for Rewind and these new uh, DVR TVs. So yeah, at least you sure. saw what you missed, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely got I love to be able to rewind the TV see what I bet man it was epic oh before we get started I gotta I gotta ask you so you know the thing is now about the, the new adventures that's all everybody's talking about uh, I want to know if you get a chance to go check it out uh, this past weekend or the week last weekend I have not had a chance to go see it yet I'm hoping to get out this week to see it and luckily it's been I've been pretty fortunate on my social media feeds that I haven't gotten too much information regarding it and every time i see something i kind of try to scroll past it yeah stay away from the spoilers man yeah because yeah. there's definitely some ones. but uh yeah go check that out man it's, it's a really good movie man i'm it's definitely going to i'm hoping to get it this week i'm going to be able to get out to see it but, you know with, i got four kids at the house and busy life <laughs> busy life and then you know we got the fans gotta gotta be prepared for them i it's tough finding time sometimes for everything I know what you mean, bro. A week goes, the weekend goes by so fast, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Tomorrow's Sunday already. It's unreal. Unreal. Yeah. But so, here we are. We're ready to give the people what they want. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to start first semester today. We're going to go to something that I really hate talking about. I'm mean, going to got to be honest. But it's news and it's newsworthy. So we're going to talk about it. So LeVar Ball pulled the younger two sons out of Lithuania. Because once again, he doesn't agree with the coaching over there. And so now they're no longer going to be playing basketball in Lithuania. Leangelo, we knew that was coming. He has entered his name in the NBA draft. But now with LaMelo being only 16 years old, Omanek, what's next for these kids? Well, what can they possibly do? Because they can't go to college. Nope. Uh, LaMelo, or... LaMelo yeah, can't even go play in high school again. So what nope. can they do? How do they get themselves in the NBA from here? Man, I tell you what, man. Uh, in the beginning, I was a LeVar Ball fan. You know, he has, he's starting his own brand, not wanting to be like everybody else, be with the Nike, the Adidas, and the Reeboks. He wanted to start his own brand, and I supported that. You know, I was a big fan of that. And even when he would say some of the ridiculous things, I, I would – not be too upset with it because I knew it was strategy behind it. He was getting tons of free promotion because every time he said something crazy, it would be on ESPN and FS1. But, man, I tell you, man, lately he's been doing a lot of things that I disagree with and I, and I don't like. Uh, and this started way back last year, you know, when, they was, when he was coaching the AAU. You know, he pulled his team 
off the floor because he felt the referee was calling too many fouls against his team. Then he pulls uh, Leangelo out of school from UCLA because they didn't give him a, a time frame on when he could come back and join the team uh, for stealing in China. So then he pulls the 16-year-old who still has two years of high school to play to move overseas. So now this crap again. The coach won't play his sons at the same time. So, look, I'm going to pull him out from Lithuania and go back home. And like you said, it, it to me, it's it's not about the kids anymore. It's more about LeVar Ball and what he wants. Because like you said, man, now you got LaMelo. The kid, 16, 17, still has basically two years of eligibility, two years left to complete a high school. Now he can't, if he goes to high school, he can't play ball anymore because he was getting paid playing professional overseas. Poor Angelo, he can enter his name in the NBA draft all he wants to, but he wasn't even invited to the combine by the NBA. So that, that tells you how much they think of him. You think about it, they invite damn near 100 kids to that NBA combine, and he can't even get an invite to the combine. You really think he's going to get drafted? Yeah, so, he's going so. to some secondary combine camp or whatever that I didn't even know existed. Exactly. That's he's going to. Right. And and so you think about him now. He if he if he goes to college, he can't play ball anymore. So as, as far as what's next for him, I have no idea what I think he's gonna do. Um, you know, he's starting that new uh, that JBL or JBA Junior Basketball League or whatever he he tried to start up, in which he's not having a lot of success with. I've seen that he had a uh, hundred hundred kids that tryouts from in Texas and California and different locations, but it's not the top level uh, high school talent. It's the like the two star and three star kids. Ain't nobody gonna pay to come watch those kids, man. All the kids that that has a name that we know, they're going to college, you know. So the kids that he getting, nobody knows about. So what I think he's gonna do is, I think he's gonna have his sons play in the JB. L or JBA or whatever the hell it is. I think he's going to try to have his sons play in that league and maybe bring some some eyes to it. But even then, I don't think that's going to be successful. So, man, ultimately, I, I don't I don't know what's next, especially for the younger the younger one, LaMelo. Um, like I said, he still has two years before he's technically a high school graduate. So only thing I could think of is maybe go overseas somewhere else and have him play overseas somewhere else, maybe. But um, as far as the NBA thing, I'm, I'm really not seeing it, man. How, what do you think? on What's your take on the situation? Man, these poor kids got no shot. They have no shot. He has completely ruined them and any chance they have of making the NBA. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no place that, especially LaMelo, the youngest, there's no place that he can play except the JBL, which yep. hasn't even started yet which we don't even know for sure is ever going to even get off the ground. And just Facts. like you said, it's a bunch of kids that nobody wants to see anyways. No offense to those kids, and God bless them for chasing their dream, but what are they... These aren't kids that are going to play in any sort of competitive college program. These aren't G League caliber players. Right. I don't know what he thinks he's going to accomplish with this, and whatever it is, it's going to ruin his other two sons. Yeah. I, I don't I know that Leangelo ever had a legit shot anyways, even if he stayed at UCLA. He didn't. 
I don't think uh, this was a one-and-done type kid no. who was going to come and be drafted anyways. So, Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on that, man. And So, I mean, I'm sure it's LeVar. He, he got something, something outrageous cooking up in that. In that mind of his, but I have no idea what it what, what it is. Either it's gonna be the JBA, and like we said, I don't I don't know if it's that thing gonna get off the ground. It's not like I've been the only only reason I know anything about it anyway because I had to Google it and, and look it up. It's not like it's been, you know, on ESPN or Bleacher Report or Fox or anything like that. I mean, if you're not looking for it, you really don't even know. So um, I, I I'm I really don't know, man. What's what's next for these kids, but. You know, I hope I would hope the best for him, and uh, and that he's just teaching them a, a bad lesson anyway. Like his, he says his goal is to get them to the NBA. So what happens when you know the coach, if, if they are fortunate enough to make it to the NBA, and I hope that they are, but realistically, I don't think they are. But even if they do, like okay, so what he's telling them: if the coach don't play my son as many minutes as I think they should play, well, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Like what kind of what kind of lesson are you teaching your kids, man? You teaching them if you don't if it ain't your way or if it ain't how you like it, well I'll just quit, son. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't I don't agree with that. Right, I, and, I and I I understand that the theory that he's trying to say there are other ways to go about things than what is already set forth. However, if I want my son to be a doctor, I can't pull him out of college. Because right. there's no other path. I can try to homeschool him, but I can't get him a degree from home. So there's certain things you have to do in order to achieve what you want in life. And if you want to go to the NBA, at some point you have to play against NBA level type of talent. Be it at the D1 college level or in the G League even. Whatever your path is, it can't be pulling your kids out of high school like I don't understand the logic, so I, like I said, I, I wish for the best for him, but I think, and the worst thing that can happen to them is the best thing that can happen for everybody else, which is they just fade into oblivion and we stop talking about them. Yeah, and and I'm looking at Lamelo, like I like I told you, I, I watched the, the Facebook show and like he's still supposed to be getting like. In home tutoring, and I swear, like you, they if he is getting it, they not showing it. Like you could tell, he he's a kid. He doesn't, he doesn't. They showed it one episode, and even then, he wasn't taking it serious. Right. So, you know, for them, it seems like it's pretty much basketball or bust. I don't think, you know, they have the education to fall back on. I mean, everybody can't live off Lonzo's money. You know. No, uh, and that that's yeah. a worry. You know, yeah. is dad gonna run him into the ground broke? Hey, I need yeah. you. I need you to give me money to support my league. I need you to give me money to do this. I mean, is he going to run Lonzo into the ground? Man, they living in like a ten, fifteen million dollar mansion um, right now out in, in Chino Hills. Now they're driving Rolls Royces and all this stuff. And I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not counting anybody's pockets, but I don't know where the money's coming from. If he has people backing them, or if it's Lonzo, I don't know. You know, but I, I just hope it's it's not all coming from Lonzo. Me too. And, Me too. And and you know one more thing, and you know and you know the irony of the situation. You know he pulled uh, Lamelo out of Chino Hills because the they got a new he got the old, one he got the old coach fired because he didn't play how he wanted him to play. So yep. Chino Hills bring a new coach in. The new coach tells Lavar Lamelo, "I don't want you shooting fifty times." So 
he pulls him out of school. And guess who won the state championship uh, this year without the ball boys on their team? Just guess who. Take a wild guess. Chino Hills. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they couldn't win with both of them last year, lost in the semifinals. This year, they don't have neither one of them, and they win state with a new coach. Uh, so maybe you uh, overvalue overvaluing yourself, Mr. Ball. Yeah, that, for sure, for sure. And listen, I'm not an NBA-level talent evaluator, but I understand the game pretty well. I played my entire life, and I know talent when I see it. Right. And I just don't see it in LaMelo Ball. I don't no. see the ability to understand the game. His basketball IQ is extremely low. He yeah. just jacks up shots. It's not like he's a great passer. Nope. He's not a great rebounder. He's not even that big. It's not like no. he's six six. So no I, I don't see where his where Lavar Ball sees this great talent in him. Like he's gonna get to the NBA. This isn't gonna happen. No athleticism. I'll give you an example. You are a Syracuse fan. I'm a UNC fan. Okay. You take from my UNC Trojans, you got Luke May. This kid averaged 17 and 11 this year playing against legit NBA players. Yep. Your team, you got Tyus Battle. He averaged, what, 18, 19, 20 points a game? Yep. And these, they talking about these kids won't even get drafted if they go, or if at best, late second round. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and this kid is in Lithuania playing against nobody, averaging 15 points and three rebounds, shooting like 40% from the field. I mean, come on, man. It's realistic. Come on. Yeah, no, there's no way if you were to line up these two kids right now, I don't care who you bring with them, that you could line up either of these two kids against Tyus Battle, right. who is probably going to have to come back to Syracuse. I don't see him getting drafted in a position of any guaranteed money. And this kid is talented, Tyus Battle. Yes, he can play. They're not on his level, and he's borderline getting drafted as a sophomore, will probably end up having to come back. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah. see it. There's just the competition level is too great. Yeah, and I don't want us to come off as like some haters bashing Jello. You know what I'm saying? But we're, we're just being realistic. I gotta be and real. His, I'm a real. And, dude. His, <laughs> and, his, and his dad is not being realistic. You know, he got this kid brainwashed because the kid really thinks he has a shot. But I mean, uh, reality will set in in a couple more months. So I mean, uh, I, I, w I wish the young man the best, man. We will play it by ear. Um, I said last time we talked about this, I, I brought up my worst nightmare, which is that LiAngelo doesn't get drafted because I don't think that he will. And LeVar Ball starts trying to put his foot down on Magic Johnson, like, you need to bring my son in because my sons play better when they're together. I don't want that. I don't want him to get drafted if he's not any good. But I also don't need – the Lakers don't need that distraction Lonzo doesn't need that distraction. He needs to just go out there and play basketball because he's a super talented basketball player and a humble kid, and I like him. And yeah. I, I'm afraid they're going to ruin him. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, that's enough. Enough of the ball family. I quit. I don't want to talk yeah. about them anymore. Uh, yeah, me too, man. That's it's it's only a matter of time before they're out of the news anyways because once this draft goes by and Leandro doesn't get drafted, we may hear him in the news for a week or two, and then they're going to start fading away. And then as soon as LaMelo goes through and doesn't get drafted, we'll never hear from them again. It'll just We'll just be able to focus on Lonzo. Yeah. yeah that's right. It, it definitely is a, it, it's a saga, to say the least. Got that right. All right. So we're going to move on, and we're going to do our midterm. It's time for midterm tests. Let's do it. And we've got 
college football is coming up. A lot of the spring games have already happened. Uh, I don't believe there's too many left to come. I tried to catch a few of them on ESPN. And college football is a difficult sport because it's so big. And spring games, if you don't know enough of the players, are difficult. You can learn a lot, but it's tough to follow. Yeah. But, man, it, it's, they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So there's always the debate going in college football about what the best conference is. And, you know, we know that Alabama is a perennial championship quality team. Yeah. Does that make the SEC the best conference in college football? What's your take on this? All right, man. Okay, so you know I'm an LSU fan in football, right? So I do know that, yes. I've been SEC, SEC, SEC for the last 10, 15 years. You can ask any of my buddies. Okay. But, but I'll admit, man, over the last couple of years, I'm it's starting. my mind is starting to change. Now, we just watched the draft. Now, it's no doubt in my mind that SEC has the best players. It's just, it's just in the proof is in the pudding. You look at the draft, you look at recruiting, you look at all that stuff, and SEC dominates year in and year out. That's fair. I'll give you that. That's okay. definitely fair. All right, but in, but in my opinion, in my opinion, okay, the past couple of years, I think that the Big Ten has overtaken the SEC as the best conference in football, and I think that starts with the coaching. Okay, so. In my okay. opinion, the Big Ten has the best coaches in college football. You have Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh. You got Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State. They're a 10-win team every year. Mm-hmm. You got Paul Christ at Wisconsin. They win in 10, 11 games every year. Then you got um, you got my man James. Uh, what's my man name? James. I can't think of his last name from Penn State. Mm. God, I just got a blank, and I just got a blank right there, but... Anyway, James Franklin, that's his name, from Penn State. He's got that thing rolling now the past couple of years, and they're only getting better and better. Yeah, that so, program's made a move in the last four or five years, Penn State yeah, has. Yeah, and even Iowa is consistently up there, you know. So, uh, And you got the SEC. Let's be honest. Before Georgia last year and uh, Auburn had a good year, they won the SEC in 2013. Alabama has won the SEC, I think, five out of the last seven years. And I know Auburn won in 2013. Even then, that was because of the kick six. It took a miracle for them to beat Alabama and go to the SEC championship game. Last year, you know, Auburn did beat Alabama fair and square in the season. And they ended up losing to Georgia. So Georgia ended up winning the SEC. But to me, over the last few years, let's say – Three years, I think the Big Ten has caught up, and I know you uh, like another conference. So, won't you go on to give go give your take on who you, who you feel the best conference is? Yeah, I'm a homer. I'm a homer. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the ACC because I value depth. Where, shocker! Shocker! Right? Big <laughs> shocker. Where I'm uh, I agree with you that the SEC is the most talented conference. And at the top, they are the best. But they're, like you said, extremely top-heavy. Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, and starts to get very mediocre in the middle towards the bottom. So I don't value that when I talk about the best conference. I want depth, and I want quality across the board. 
Okay. Last year, the ACC had 10 teams go to bowl games. Wow. That's 71% of the teams in the conference went to a bowl game. That's incredible. The SEC only had 64% of the teams go to bowl games. Mm. So, like, their lower end just isn't any good, so the top half is feasting off of the bottom. And yeah. the teams that didn't go to bowl games in the ACC were teams like Syracuse, Boston <laughs> College. And, you know, we didn't go to a bowl game, but we were still competitive. We they put up a fight in a lot of games, and we're getting better. That's we could be in a bowl game this year. There could be 11 or possibly 12 teams from the ACC go to bowl games this year. There's only 14 in the conference. If you get 12 out of 14 teams playing in bowl games that are above yeah. 500, that conference is talented. Now, That's the coaching isn't as good. I will give you the coaching in the Big Ten. The coaching out there is amazing. Urban Meyer is a legend. Yes. And should be remembered as such for what he's done both in Florida and now in Ohio State. Urban yeah. Meyer is unbelievable. Yeah, but I agree. We're, and, uh, we're getting there in the ACC. You know, we have great coaches. We have we're, – we're in the middle. I think the ACC's talent level is right below the SEC but above the Big Ten. But the Big Ten's coaching is above the ACC. So we're we're kind of in the middle there of what of what we value. I just value depth in a conference, and I can't argue the Big Ten because they do you they make a great argument for the best conference out there. As long as you're not stuck on the SEC as the best conference, I'll take an argument from almost anybody else. And you you know what with that with the ACC last year, what the what the thing that did it for them was was the quarterbacks. If you yeah. look at the, the quarterback in in the ACC last year, you had more good quarterbacks on more teams than you can name teams in the ACC that had bad quarterbacks. I mean, you look at the 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 uh, NC State had a, a good quarterback. Um, I love that kid. Finley, Ryan Finley. Ryan He's, Finley. Yeah, underrated. You know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Clemson, even with Kelly Bryant. I mean, yep. he's not the, the greatest thrower, but with the versatility of the running and the passing, uh, he made things happen. Uh, let's see who else we got. We had Florida State. I mean, Francois got hurt. The Blackman kid. Yeah, he struggled. He struggled, but he got better and better as the season went on. Uh, even Wake Forest had a had a good quarterback. Um, Wolford, got, right? Yeah, John exactly. Wolford. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can go on and on. Like um, the ACC, they had they had great quarterback play. Great last quarterback year. play, and. Yeah. I'll give you something to watch out for up in my neck of the woods. So Eric okay. Dungy's been the Syracuse quarterback now. This will be his third season. He yeah. gets hurt every year. He's he's injury prone. He's concussion prone because he plays with everything he has. And he tries to run guys over. He tries to run guys over. He plays with all the heart. So last yeah. year we had a redshirt freshman on the team named Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito came from New Jersey and... The story when he came out of high school, the big thing was, as a high school player, he got a phone call from Victor Cruz when Victor Cruz was rehabbing and said, hey, can you throw me passes while I'm rehabbing to come back? This kid is a legit five-star talent and is a, he's a redshirt freshman this year. So this will be his first year. He may or may not play depending on the injury situation to Eric Dungy, but if he does, the word up here on campus right now, even after the spring game is, it shouldn't have been a quarterback competition, but it is now. And Tommy DeVito is the truth. So if he can break through and be talented in that Dino Babers system, we could be competitive. 
We win some games. Syracuse back to a bowl game. All right, I'll be Ooh. looking out for that. I would definitely be uh, looking out for Tommy DeVito. Yeah, keep an yeah. eye out for Tommy DeVito. Go, go Google him. This kid was a superstar in high school and is a legit talent. And he he came off his red shirt year last year, so he didn't play. And we had a bunch of injuries last year. Oh, really? But, yeah, but we never pulled him because you don't want to ruin his red shirt year. You know, when we were playing guys. Uh, Zach Mahoney was a fifth-year walk-on. He ended up starting two games for us last year. Man. This kid was a fifth-year walk-on. And, like, so we, we really struggled at the injury position at quarterback. But hopefully this year, if Dungy's a talent, if he can stay on the field and stay healthy, he just has a knack to will the teams to victory. Not the greatest quarterback, but he's just a winner. Yeah. So if he can stay healthy, great. If not, we got Tommy DeVito in the wings waiting to come take over. I'll definitely be looking forward to him. And they, I, said, and they said your boy Jalen Hurts might want to transfer up here too. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he can he, he can go because he's he not going to be winning that Alabama quarterback job. I'll tell no, you that. Not a chance. Yeah, I'll tell you that. And, it shouldn't, I know, and his dad already saying that if he doesn't win it, you know, he'll leave. I'm sure Nick Saban, I, that's music to Nick's ears. You know, you know, Nick. Nick is not going to be bullied into doing anything. If anything, that probably made him go the opposite way. Yeah. And, no, um, he'll end up transferring somewhere. He actually he won't transfer up here. There was an article about why Syracuse wouldn't even want him if he if he asked to come up here. We have with the quarterbacks we have on our roster right now, and we want a kid. Why would we want a kid who isn't open minded enough to maybe play another position? So. Yeah. I got one question for you for you though. Okay, Go ahead. all right. So you you know that the SEC, um, and it's it's been the best conference of football over the last ten years. Would you agree? Sure, I'll agree to that. Okay, can you tell me how many first round quarterbacks they have drafted in the last ten years? All right, I'm gonna go with in the last ten years. Yeah, so let's say since 2008. When did no? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with two. It's hard. It's hard, right? Because you can't uh, think of you, I, is I, Matt I Stafford. Is Matt Stafford outside of ten years? How long has he no, been that, in the league? That, that barely made it. It was oh nine. Okay, so yeah. Matt Stafford, and I don't know if I have any. Oh, and I have Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton, and I really wouldn't even consider him. He, you know, he transferred in, but he he he's one. So, okay, so we got it's four. I had okay. to Google it myself because I couldn't even remember, dude. I'm like, I'm just thinking about, oh, this conference has been so dominant with all the draft picks, and they cannot develop any legit NFL quarterbacks. So you was right. You got you got Stafford. You got uh, Newton. Then we got Tim Tebow, which he shouldn't even have been a first-round quarterback. Every no, all the, All the analysts, all the draft nicks, everybody said he wasn't a, a true first-round draft pick. But he did, and he flamed out. And Johnny Manziel, which also everybody says shouldn't have been a first-round draft pick. So you got four first-round quarterback draft picks in the past 10 years, and I only think two of them, Cam and Matthew Stafford, were legit first-round draft picks um, who should have went in the first round. So Yeah, so you have two quarterbacks in the last 10 years come out of that conference? That's not, yeah. that's not quality. Two successful ones in the first round. Yeah, right, right, right. Much. Two successful first round quarterbacks. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not quality. Yeah, it's it's not, man. So, but um, I'm looking forward to this this upcoming college college season, and 
my poor LSU Tigers, man, we used to be right there, neck and neck, fighting for the SEC championship, man. That's the thing that's held us back, poor quarterback play. You know, we've put more guys in the NFL than just about more. We're the top one or two uh, yeah. programs for guys playing in the NFL. And, dude, I couldn't – the last time we had a decent quarterback was Zach Mettenberger, and he transferred in for one year. And you, you think about the talent on that team. You had OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Jeremy Hill. We were freaking loaded. Two loaded. guys, you know, and, and couldn't do anything. So, yeah, and yeah, uh, Mettenberger, he – Made an effort in an, NFL, in an NFL career. It just never panned out. Yeah, yeah. he had a cup of coffee as a backup in Tennessee for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Um, didn't your quarterback from last year, Eitling, Etling, didn't he get drafted? What's his name? Yeah, he got drafted in the seventh round, which I don't know what the Patriots were thinking. I mean, I thought he was going to go as an undrafted free agent. I, he must got some connections. He must be related to Bill Belichick. He might be related somehow, somehow yeah. Because he was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he was awful. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to this upcoming uh, this upcoming season. I really am. Yeah, it should be a good season. I'm I'm curious to see if that uh, kid from Alabama, the quarterback, I'll never be able to pronounce his name. You're gonna have to do it for me every time. Tua Tunga Viola. That's the one. Uh, I'm curious to see if he can continue what he started in the national championship game. I don't know if that's gonna be for real or not. I don't know if that was an anomaly. The kid Man, looked a, like a phenom in the second I, half of that game. Dude, I'm a believer. Like even even if you watch Alabama during the season when they put him in in garbage time, he was still out there making things happen. I mean, I don't know the, if the other team were playing their scrubs or whatever, but even when Tua got put in in garbage time, he was compared to what Jalen Hurts did. Anyway, it's only going to be an upgrade. And you know, his little brother just committed to Alabama too, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the rich kid richer. He think he was a four star uh, quarterback commit also. So, yeah, rich yeah, kid richer. That that's how it works. But yep. you know what? The one thing about college sports is talent is great, and talent will help you at any level. But coaching means more in college sports than it does in other sports. Although I used to say that it did in most pro sports, but Brad Stevens is proving to me right now that coaching means everything in the NBA. Oh my God! Tell me about it. Unless you got like a LeBron James on your team, right? That's but, unless you have LeBron James. Other than that, Brad Stevens right now is doing things that you would think they're unthinkable. Yeah, they're, they're going to be special next year. Oh, man, so, yeah, they're they're LeBron almost has to leave the East at that point. Yeah, hey, I agree with you. I don't, I don't I think there's it. any way he can come out of the East when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward come back. So I totally agree. All right, so it's time. We're back. It's time again. We're going to play a little Stump the Almanac. Okay. All right. We're going to stick with our college football theme. We've been working college football. So what I'm going to do, let me find my list here. There we go. All right. So what I have here is I have a list. I got five defensive backs in the NFL. I'm going to give you five guys. You try to tell me where they went to school. All right. I'll be honest. Three of these I knew. One of them I should have known, and one of them I didn't know. Okay. All right? One of them I definitely did not know. So we're okay. going to start right at the top. We're going to go with Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson. You're talking about, uh, that's the guy, Tremaine. It was Los Angeles Ram for a yes. long time, if I remember. And now, uh, I think he got traded this offseason, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, I'm familiar with this guy. Uh, Tremaine Johnson, did he? Go to um, one of the. It's not a. It's not a. 
Let me. What's the name of it? Uh, Montana. Montana. Man. Is that it? Yes, it is Montana. I'm, I'm, I've lost my list here for a second. Okay. Yes. I, okay. I, I knew it was one of the small. I was. I, I was. It was. Between, I was debating between Montana or Wyoming. Uh, I know it was one of those. I know he didn't go to a like a Power Five uh, school, but yeah, I I, I, rem- I remember him from the Rams because I was a fan of his. I thought he was a pretty good corner. I, that's yeah, that was favorite. the one that that I should have known. I didn't get that one right away when I looked at the name on the list. I should have known that one. At least I yeah. feel like I should have known it. That's not the one that that I stumbled on. Yeah, I, I try to you know when when uh, guys it's not high draft picks. When they be like, especially for cornerbacks, like I, I'll look up like where they come to school at because they're like, why haven't I never heard of this guy? And right. I remember checking for him one time uh, before. So yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a he wasn't a super high draft pick. I, right. I say I, he went like third round or third, second round. Yeah, it was third or fourth round. I'm like, I don't remember this guy coming out of out of college. I'm like, who is for this guy? I, I remember looking it up. Think about it. About two years ago, I think uh, when he had that. That, that ball out year and they franchise him that offseason. So yeah, I think he was a third round pick if I'm mistaken. Yeah, he was but he had a really good he and his career has been pretty pretty solid. I mean nothing I, I wouldn't say through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's had a very bo- solid career. Yeah, borderline fringe Pro Bowl guy. Yep, every every year. Fringe Pro Bowl guy every yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and on a really, really good defense for a long time. Yeah. Right. All right, so let's move on. We're going to go to Marcus Peters. Oh, uh, Washington. Okay. Yeah, I remember him. He, got, he used to get suspended and kicked out. He got, I think he got suspended his last year, if I'm mistaken. was trying to fight the coach or something like that. Was uh, that, that was his senior year? Yeah, senior okay. year. Okay, yeah. I, I remember the situation. I didn't know that was his senior year or not. Yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, that was his senior year. Yep. Okay, yeah. that was an easy one. That was an easy yeah. one. Yeah, oh yeah. Here's another easy one. This is a gimme, I think. Joe Hayden. Oh, you know, I'm an SEC guy, Florida. I know, I know. Okay, Florida. I know. I know you're an SEC guy. This was a yeah, game. Yeah, and the thing, the funny thing about him is, you know, he played, he was a quarterback in high school. He didn't even, he didn't, he never played cornerback a day in his life. And really? the great, yeah, the great Urban Meyer he saw the athleticism, you know, saw the quick twitch he had, and he transitioned him straight out of high school to the cornerback position, and he made him a very, very rich man. Sure did. So you know, um, I just think that's I think that's a talent that that coaches have, man. Like you know, guys can play one position in high school, and you see them at, at that position, and you be like, okay, we're gonna make him this, and turn out the kids a a, a, a multiple time Pro Bowler. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I'm familiar and, with. And you see that a lot going into the NFL too. Yeah, guys like uh, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman's yeah. a quarterback. Yep, exactly. So you know, yeah. and then there's some guys that don't want to do it or don't pan out. I remember when, oh, what's his name now? He was the quarterback from Nebraska. Ter- oh, uh, is it uh, a while not- ago? Uh, Crouch, Eric Crouch. Yeah, he got drafted by the Rams, and they tried to make him a receiver, and he just he bucked the system on it and didn't really want to do it. Never put his heart into it, but he yeah. was so athletic. The kid had all the talent in the world. Potentially, could have been really good. Yeah, especially you. He wasn't going to start a quarterback. They hit Kurt Warner back then. Exactly. And what were you yeah. going to do? Sit the bench. You might as well just get your playing time in the slot. Yeah, you need to get that money, man. Go Stop get the money. Stubborn. Look at Terrell Pryor. Yes. 
You know, he's been out of college. Uh, he's been in, in the NFL now for about five years. You know, he had no shot to make it as a quarterback, but he turned himself into a pretty good wide receiver. I mean, he had an awful year with Washington last year, but the year before that, he had over a thousand yards in Cleveland. So, that, I blame that on coaching in Washington. I totally I, put that on the coaching. I do too. I mean, he had the quarterback Kirk Cousins. He, we may, while he may not be a winner per se, he's a gunslinger. Yeah, like you had the quarter, the right quarterback to get you the ball. He just couldn't put up any stats. Yeah, he was terrible. I think he had. I don't even think he had over three hundred total yards for the whole year. Yep. And, and in my fantasy league, I drafted him high because that move to Washington, in my mind, was a gold mine. Wow. Yeah. I, and I think it ruined the, the, me. The guru did the same. You know, me and the guru were in the fantasy league, and he yep. he did the same thing. He was one of his sleepers. He drafted him in. I think he got rid of him before the season was over with. <laughs> yeah, in one of my leagues, I had drafted in the second and third round, my receivers, I took Allen Robinson and Terrell Pryor. And Robinson Yikes. went down with an injury, and Pryor might as well have been injured for as good as he performed. Yeah, wow. it, it, I, I had a rough season in that one. I, I thought I saw say, big things. I was about to say, I take as you did. I, yeah, I had a rough one. I had a rough one. All right, moving on. Next one. I think this is another gimme. Okay. Um, and not even necessarily because I remember him in college, but because of his pro career being so great. Okay. I, that's how I know this one. Darrell Revis. Oh, he went to Pitt. Yes. Yeah. To, in my opinion, Darrell Revis is the second greatest cornerback of all time behind Deion Sanders. And like, even I remember when he got drafted, but I didn't. I don't think he would be this good coming out of college. I mean, he. I think he got drafted in the like early twenties. Uh, by the Jets. I mean, he wasn't like a high, high draft pick, but I just didn't. It's not like I ain't going to sit here and act like I saw Pitt play every week, but being in the ACC, I did see them play a couple times, and I did not see him having the type of career that he had when he got into the league, but I mean, this guy was a legitimate shutdown cornerback. Yes. When they say shutdown, you know, he shut down some of the best. You know, he was going against the – he shut down. I remember one, one year he shut down Calvin Johnson, yep. Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, uh, Chad Johnson. This guy was shutting down elite Pro Bowl wide receivers, man. And that Revis Isles, that was that thing was real. And, yeah, um, it didn't matter how big you were. It didn't matter if you were bigger than him, if you were faster yes. than him. if you were None of that mattered. His technique and strength yes. were unreal. Like – that's the correct word. His technique, he was so good with his hands, man. And he was just, a, he was a joy to watch. And with the, with the Rex Ryan system, that made it that made yeah. it even even better, you know. So, yeah, Darrell Reeves is one of my favorite favorite football players. I mean. Well, and like you said, so he played at Pitt. Syracuse plays Pitt every year. This guy's name didn't stand out to me when right. he was at Pitt. It's not like he was somebody I went, oh, man, you know. Darrell Revis is coming into the dome this year. It wasn't a name that stood out. He was good, and you knew who he was, but it's his NFL career that led me to be able to remember where he went to school. Yeah, he, he's a great, great. He's a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, in my for sure. opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, so the last one is the one that got me. Okay. And I I guess I, I'm not surprised I didn't know where he went to school, but I feel like with as talented as he is, I should have known. So the last one I have on the list is Josh Norman. Uh, yeah, Coastal Carolina. And the reason why I know this is because I go to, I'm from North Carolina. I go to Myrtle Beach all the time. Okay. So Coastal Carolina is right in Myrtle Beach. 
And it's not like I would watch any of their games or anything like that. I just remember like watching, you know, the when when the Carolina Panthers or something would play, and whenever he emerged, because you know his first year he he wasn't he wasn't this Josh Norman. He only right. became this Josh. He became this Josh Norman. I think it was his second or third year when they made him the starter. Um, before I think it was Ken Lucas was the starter for Carolina, and then you know Steve Smith broke his jaw. <laughs> and uh and then josh smith ended up josh norman i'm sorry ended up starting and he had a, a solid rookie year but that second year that's when he became an official shutdown corner and they used to always you know show like you know where he come from and from the small school and how nobody recruited him and how i don't even think he got recruited by there his brother uh his brother went there first and josh norman ended up going to play with his brother. I think Josh Norman said he was sleeping on, on his brother's couch or something. And he came out there to uh, Coastal Carolina and tried out or something and ended up making the team. And he ended up becoming like a, a, a star and ended up getting drafted in the middle rounds by the Panthers. And with, with hard work, man, this kid, he turned, he made himself a very rich man. He, you know, he turned himself into a, a Pro Bowl corner. And right now, you know, a lot of people were saying it was because of the scheme that they were played in Carolina. You know, they were more like a, a, a zone instead of a, a lot of people were saying he wasn't a true man-to-man press corner. Right. But but even I don't think he had as good a year in Washington as he did his last year in Carolina. But I still think he's one of the, you know, top 10, 50, top 10 corners in the game. You know, yeah, so. he is. And I didn't know that about him in his, the fact that he went to Coastal Carolina. So I yeah. didn't understand the chip on his shoulder. And after, so when this first came up and I got the name and, you know, in the content list, I'm looking at it going and I looked it up. That explains a lot of the attitude that he plays with. He yeah. plays with a crazy chip on his shoulder. Yep. Always. Every, and that's, that's, you know, things like that. It drives people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you look at the great Tom Brady. He, he always brings up, I was a six-round draft pick, you know, yeah. and, and, and so they get these the great the greats. A lot of them use the smallest slight as motivation, and and, and it, it it fuels them like in the offseason things like that, you know. So um, you, I feel like Tom Brady right. shouldn't feel slighted. There's no reason for him to feel slighted. It's not like he had a great career at Michigan where he should have been drafted in the first round. He was mediocre. Yeah, he split reps with Drew Henson. Drew Henson was over him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. But I and guess then Drew Henson went and played third base for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Brady went to the NFL. But, like, it's not like Tom Brady had this stunning Michigan career. I know he, he uses that to motivate himself, and it's kind of a chip on his shoulder. But it's completely unwarranted because you weren't that great, Tom. Let's be yeah, real. I don't remember much of his career, but I do know that Drew Henson was the guy that everybody was talking about, and because he had like a cannon for an arm. Yeah. You know, you know, and I think my Cowboys gave him a gave him a look. Uh, and I, well, he think he played for my Cowboys for a couple of years, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, and he he didn't do much for us either. So. Oh, there's more um, money in baseball. He went yeah. the right route. There's more money there. Absolutely. Yeah. All the money's in baseball. Absolutely. If, if I have a son one day, that's definitely where we're going to be playing baseball. Yeah. yeah. Let me teach you how to hit a baseball because that's where the money's at. Yeah. Yeah. There's so. no, it's very minimal risk of head injuries, a lot more money. Let's play baseball. I'm with it. Yep. All right. So. so five for five, you win Stump the Almanac again. 
and whether next week or the week after, wherever we come back, I'm gonna have to make it a little tougher on you. I thought those. I thought a couple of those were tough, though. I thought the Tremaine yeah. Johnson one was tough, and I definitely thought Josh Norman. But I guess I wasn't thinking that you're down there in Carolina. And yeah, he played and in I, Carolina and went to Coastal Carolina, so I guess that was it. And I, I'll be honest, like DB, that's that's like my favorite uh, position. Like I mean, I love football. I don't have like you know a, a specialty, but like my favorite. Uh, of all the positions on the football field on either side is defensive back because I feel like that's the hardest position in football to play, you know, outside of quarterback, of course, because, you know, with the rules and everything, it's, it's just so hard on those guys. And, like, I, I make it my – I always like studying and trying to keep up with who the best cornerbacks and safeties are every year. So that's Those guys are difference makers. They're difference they makers in the, NFL, in the NFL and in college. But yeah. on the defense, those are difference makers. Yeah, I just got so much respect for the uh, for all football players, but especially for the defensive backs. Yeah, they have the hardest job. I yeah. play on Sundays. I play in an adult league here in Syracuse, New York, and I play linebacker. And every now and again, I'm 40 years old. Yeah, but I still got I still got a little bit. I still got a little bit. I, my, <laughs> my tank's not on empty yet. And every now and again, I have to get out there and I'll cover a slot receiver. And every time I do, Man. I'm like. This isn't cool. Like, I'm, I'm too old for this. But, you know, I have to play smart, and I have to use my leverage, and I have to use the sideline when I can and do everything that I can. And it right. just makes me respect the guys on the outside that much more. Yeah. You're at a disadvantage when you're guarding somebody in a route. They yeah. know which way they're going. They're moving forward while you're moving backwards. You and they have even, a head start every direction they go. You can't touch them no more past five yards. Yep, and you can't touch them anymore past five yards. Yep. So... Although, if you're sneaky enough, you can get a little jersey grab in there with your offhand. They might not catch that every time. You know, it's got to, it's got to be a little sneaky sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to the final exam. Okay. Final exam this week is we're going to stick right with the same theme we've been going, which is college football. Is there a team out there this year that can beat Alabama for the national championship? Or no? Is your answer no? Oh, you mean uh, in any conference? In any conference, who oh, abs- can absolutely. somebody beat Alabama this year? Okay, who do you got? Absolutely, I, I'll give you three teams right off the top of my head. Okay, so first, Clemson, no doubt about it. Clemson is potentially going to have four, four first rounders on that defensive line alone. Yes, you know all those guys. I know for a fact, two of them were first round draft picks this year: the Wilkinson kid and the um, the the Dexter Reed kid. And so those those guys, Mel Kuyper had those guys, middle of the first round, uh, from the top ten, from within the top fifteen. So those guys are definitely first round picks. Well, of course, I'm going. I'm just forecasting if they had as good a year as they had this year. You never know; anything could happen in right. football. But okay, so Clemson is going to be my first pick. They bring in almost everybody back from my team last year that made the Final Four. All right, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State is, you know, Urban Meyer, man, you, you know, Urban Meyer is a, a great coach. And I think they're bringing almost everybody back. They lost, of course, they lost the cornerback Denzel Ward in the first round this yeah. year. They lost the quarterback JT Barrett. JT Barrett's but gone, yeah. I'm going to say something crazy. I don't even think it's crazy. I think the quarterback that they got now, Haskins, I think he's going to be an upgrade over JT Barrett. I mean, I know JT Barrett was good like using his feet and stuff like that, but he wasn't a great, great thrower of the football. And 
that would get exposed whenever they played against great defenses. And um, this kid they got now, this starting next year, his name is Dwayne Haskins. Yep. This kid, this kid can he can throw. He's a he's a, a passer, and he's mobile also. He's not as mobile or as fast as JT Barrett was, but he still can get the job done with his feet. You know, I think he's like a four six guy, and he's a way better passer in my opinion than JT Barrett. And you know, they have a, uh, an amazing defensive line coming back led by uh, baby brother Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, and yep. a lot of a lot of NFL scouts and analysts. I was reading the blog um, after the draft this week of the, the not-too-early you know, 2019 draft, and they had Nick Bosa going as the number one pick next year. And they said, like, a lot of scouts were thinking he has a chance to be better than his brother, and we both know how great his brother is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's, yes. Yeah, he's filthy. So Ohio State, and my third one is um, Georgia. Um, Georgia, you know, they gave Bama all they could handle uh, this year in the national championship game, and they're bringing back a lot of talent. Of course, they lost the two the two stud running backs, but right. they still they still have the Swift kid. He and he's he's incredible. He just didn't get the opportunity. But if you look at his yards per carry, and he was more of the receiving back out of the backfield. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Uh, don't know if he's going to play this year, but I'm from Lombard, North Carolina. Okay, we got Scotland County. That's my alma mater, my high school. All right, we had a kid, Zamir White. He's a Georgia recruit. He went. To, he's a freshman at Georgia this year. He's a five-star running back and was the number one running back recruit in the country coming out of college this year. And he went okay. early. He went in January. So he was in the system early. But the thing is, he tore his ACL in, uh, in the playoffs in early December. So I'm not sure if they're going to redshirt him. Or if they're gonna let him, you know, miss like the first four weeks of the season and activate him. But I'm telling you right now, if they do activate this kid and he plays next year, he's special. Okay. And I'm not I'm not just saying that because I've seen all his games. I I I I I'm a fan. I'm 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 honest. This kid averaged over ten yards per carry. He had over two thousand yards rushing back to back seasons. And we blew a lot of schools out, so a lot of the time he didn't even play in the four quarters. Like he he is a grown man. I think he's about six foot one, two fifteen, chiseled, and he runs a ten six uh, hundred yard dash. He ran track also, so he has blazing speed. And um, they also have uh, another four or five star recruit running back that they had this year to go with Zamir. Uh, you you know Dalvin Cook. That guy drafted to Minnesota Vikings and went to Florida yep. State. His baby brother also uh, went is gone to um, Georgia. So okay, you know they restocked up on the running back. So and if they can restock that. Okay, yeah, and they had the number one recruiting class in college football this year. I think Kirby Smart signed about every five star player it was this year. So this. they're gonna be they're gonna be loaded. You know they're bringing they they quarterback back, and they also got the number one uh, quarterback recruit. Uh, Justin Fields uh, in the nation this year. He was the number one overall recruit. So they got the number one running back recruit and the number one quarterback recruit. And this kid, the, the quarterback is special. He's a uh, he's a, a mobile quarterback, but he also can throw the ball. So I think those are my three best options just off the top of my head to that I give the best chance to beat Alabama. But even in the SEC, you look at Auburn. Auburn beat them last year. Auburn got about everybody coming back. So yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm with you on Ohio State. Okay. Obviously Clemson is is a contender and yeah. 
you know, I'm, I'm with you on Georgia. And Ohio State's really the one I feel has the best chance okay. to beat Alabama based solely on Urban Meyer. Because yeah. I don't think it almost doesn't matter who he plays. Like, who his players are, he's going to make them competitive. And the more talented they are, the better they're going to be. But he's going to put them in a position to be in the playoff every year. Yeah. But I have a dark horse. Okay. And my dark horse for a potential national championship this year is Wisconsin. So uh, I'm going to yeah. go right to you. I'm going to go right to your Big Ten, right to your coaching. We're going to write to Paul Crist. Yeah. But their quarterback, Alex Hornibrook. Yeah. So this guy's been, like, under fire since he came to Wisconsin. Supposed to be all this talent, and he never quite panned out. And so last year in the bowl game, I remember hearing about how, I believe they were playing Miami in the bowl game. Yeah, they were. And I remember hearing in the pregame, because I didn't know a ton about him, because I don't watch a ton of Wisconsin games. But I remember the pregame watching it, and they're talking about how this kid was supposed to be with all of this hype. And then he went out there and threw four touchdowns and just looked sharp. Yeah. If he can take that, go into this season with that defense and the way that they play football, Mm -hmm. if he can just be the guy he's supposed to be, this is a playoff team, and everybody knows once you get to that top four playoff spot, you only got to win two games. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. So that's my dark horse. I felt like they were, they didn't necessarily get robbed last year. They were undefeated right up till, who'd they lose to? Ohio State, right? Yeah, they lost to Ohio and, State. Yeah. yeah. So they were undefeated right up till then. So they weren't really a dark horse, but nobody's talking about them this year. Nobody. And, and that's a team that I just see they're going to be in the playoff this year. And if they can get in the two or three spot and not have to play Alabama in the first round. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Let me get Wisconsin. That's my dark horse pick. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. Now, they also bring back, you know, they had a freshman running back last year. I think this kid ran for like 1,800 yards. Yep. He was one of the best. Fresh- I can't think of his name. Um, but he was one of the, the best running backs in the country last year. And he's only going to be better next year. So, that's a, that's a, that's a great, great pick. Uh, I agree with you. Because for yeah, the I last, like nobody talks about it, but for the last three years, uh, Wisconsin has been like the number one, uh, number top three defense in the country. Um, you know that's where I'm, that's where LSU we stole their uh, defensive coordinator, but yep. they they replaced him with Jim Leonard. You know Jim Leonard, he had yeah. like a ten year career in the NFL, and it was no drop off at all. So nope. that's a Followed that's a, right up. That's a great pick, man. That's a the great. That's a that's a actually a a great. I wouldn't even call them a dark horse. I, I think they have a legit a legit shot. I think they'll be for sure a top ten team going into next year when the uh, when the BCS polls come out. Yeah, um, they, they should. They better be. They just, better nobody's be. really talking about them because of Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson and all those teams. Nobody's really giving Wisconsin the look that I feel like they deserve this year. Yeah, that, so you, that's you, it. Let's go Badgers. I'm with it. Let's go. That's my pick. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. That's a great pick, actually. That's my pick. Hey, so listen. Um, shout out to the fans who listen to this show. Guys, we've been working really hard at getting the audio just right. And let me tell you, after here, so we did this show now. We're 55 minutes in. And I got to tell you, Almanac, from my end right now, this audio sounds great today. Well, that's good. I hope it I hope it transfers when we, uh, you know, yeah. do it. So we're, we're going to put this together. We're going to get this all edited and get it up there on iTunes and everything today. But 
I gotta tell you, I, th- I think we made some steps today. The, au- the audio sounds great. Guys, thanks for listening every single week. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play Music, worldofsportsnetwork.com. Go check us out on there. They got a bunch of great shows on there. Trash Talk Radio's on there. Uh, Sports Court is on there. The Attorney at Sports does a new fantasy football show. You can catch links to it on there. As always, guys, I'm Chris, Mr. Opinionated. With me was the Almanac. Almanac, man, you got all the knowledge, buddy. All the knowledge. I'm just here with opinions. You got all the information for me. No, man, you know, it's just years years of collecting mental data from watching all the games over the years. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Oh, one more thing before yeah, we go. Go I'm going to tell the fans, make sure if you're on Facebook, make sure to like our Facebook page. It's called Chris and Chris Dorm Room Sports. So go go look up our Facebook page and make sure you like it. Uh, we'll be dropping uh, different uh, photos, different topics, uh, and updates to the podcast on our Facebook page. So once you guys go on supporters of the show, go ahead and, and like our Facebook page and subscribe to us. Yeah, uh, for sure, guys. Go check that out. Leave, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Almanac, they can uh, they can post on there too, correct? So they can give yeah. us topic ideas they want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go on there. Go to the Chris and Chris Dorm Room Sports Facebook page. Go post whatever topics you want us to talk about. We'll bring them to the table every single week. This is interactive with you guys, the fans. Go out there and tell us what you want to hear. We're going to get it done. Almanac is our social media coordinator for this show. He put that Facebook page together, guys. We're going to get you guys involved. We're going to get you guys on here. And once we get building up this audience, we'll start working in you know, fan phone calls, fan interactions. Guys, we got things in the works. We got big plans. Go check us out on Facebook. Check us out at worldofsportsnetwork.com. Almanac, as always, such a great time. Can't wait. We're going to do this again next week. I'm looking forward to it, my man. Make sure you go check out the Avengers, man. I'm going to. This week, we'll talk about it next week. I will make sure to see it this upcoming week. All right, buddy. So we can touch on it next week. All right, have a good week. As always, this is Chris and Chris Dorm Room Sports. School is out. Peace.